0: Welcome to RNG PC, formerly known as Character Development, for a total of one episode. We are a Dungeons & Dragons podcast that is unlike other D&D podcasts. There is no long, drawn-out campaign here. We're creating random PCs that have fleshed out backstories. We are all about the storytelling and role-playing aspects of the game. My name is Nathan, and this
1: is my co-host Jake. How are you doing, Jake? I'm doing well. Uh, I'm I'm doing great. Uh, And I think, no, we should definitely keep the fact that we were known as Character Development for one episode. It's fine. All right, all right. It also helps explain part of what we're doing here, right? We're developing characters, even though we are an yeah. RNG PC now. <laughs> yeah, character and our bar, is
0: named, our bar is named CD Tavern. Exactly. So,
1: so no one will get that joke later if, if, yeah. we, if we don't let them know that we were called uh, character development. But, uh, yeah. No, I'm doing well. How, how are you? How has your uh, week been?
0: My week's been good. Um, I'm fortunate enough to still be working during this time, uh, so just working 9 to 5 during the day and then doing a whole lot of nothing during the week so nice
1: (laughs) full dolly parton working nine to five i like it no yeah Yeah, so no i i did end up watching uh onward uh oh nice what'd you think uh i felt way too seen by it i feel like it was it's really good it's like i'm a half hour into that movie and i'm like shit this has everything i've ever wanted in a movie in it
0: yeah it's (laughs) it's good it's entertaining it uh it's fun um i told chelsea chelsea and i were watching it and um not trying to sound like I think I'm a hard ass, but it takes a lot to get me emotionally invested in a movie. Yeah. And the last like 20, 30 minutes, I told Chelsea I was like, if we were drinking wine, I'd be fucked up right now. Oh, I was I'd crying. Be- <laughs> yeah, I, I was crying.
1: Like, so I watched it because of the current situation. Oh, I watched it with my family <clears throat> through Zoom. So we were okay. all watching it on Zoom, and I'm just like, I'm very aware of the webcam that's on me, and I'm like, God damn it, I'm tearing up. <laughs> I'm like, oh, everyone. Yeah, can no, just-. it was good. Yeah, it and, was, I, and I feel like it was subtle,
0: like subtle in the way it was sad. Because like I feel like most Pixar movies, it's like you know you're in the depth of the emotion of like the sad thing that's happening, mm-hmm. and I feel like you're almost I don't know. Cause there's two main characters in the movie, right? So you're kind yeah. of disconnected from one person's sad moment, and you're experiencing another's. But if you like just invest yourself in that moment, you you feel kind of both of them, you yeah. know.
1: Well, and and yeah, yeah, you're correct because you know the movie like what is it? Uh, Inside Out. It's like the yeah, the movie's made to kick you right in the feelings. Yeah, um, yeah. Whereas this one, yeah, it does a, a subtle job of kind of like sneaking up on you where it's like, oh, this is a fun adventure movie and it's just about these two brothers and it's like, yeah, <clears throat> it does a really good job. <laughs> I, I really liked how meta it was also. <laughs> just like, yes. oh, it's a, it's a fantasy, like Dungeons & Dragons world. That has Dungeons and Dragons in it. That is based on its own world. <laughs> it's like that's great. Yep, it is. Oh.
0: Yeah, um, uh, my wife Chelsea. She we were watching it together, and uh, she said, "Oh, and the, and the part of the movie where like right when the plot starts to the, starts to begin, and mm-hmm. Chris Pratt's character is like." you know where every quest begins? And I said to Chelsea, I'm like, a bar. And he's like, a tavern. And Chelsea goes, is that like a normal thing? I'm like, yeah. Like pretty much every D&D yes. campaign starts in a bar.
1: Yes, there were so many jokes in it that I was like, That's a, that is a deep cut. That is a yeah. deep Dungeons & Dragons <laughs> cut right there that I was just like, oh, yes. This is hitting me right where I want it. Um, but yeah, no, it was great. I actually then Googled uh, the director afterwards. And he's from in Michigan, actually. Which Oh, really? Yeah, Nathan and I are both from Michigan as well. Um, and, yeah, it was really cool. And then I also looked. Apparently, he has an older brother. And when he was, like, I think one years old, his dad passed away. And then when he was 16, a family member gave him an old audio recording of their dad that they had never heard before. So, like, it literally lines up a lot with <laughs> He's like, it's what inspired the movie. And I was like, wow, that's yeah. Oh man, I that's like, powerful. Yeah, I feel like I've ever met. If I ever meet Dan Scanlon, we would be friends. Because <laughs> you know, he played, there's no way he didn't play Dungeons and Dragons. Oh there's, yeah, no. <laughs> there is no way, as yeah. the writer and director of this, that he is not very passionate about Dungeons. Yeah,
0: a non D and D player couldn't have done that justice. Yeah,
1: and it was it was good. It was good. So yeah, and so now, based off that, I mean, there's a lot of character stuff in that that I think would be fun at some point to actually break down those characters of Ian and um, Elf, Chris Pratt. What was his name? I don't um, know his name. I don't remember. Barley. I think it was Barley. Um, yeah. So, but like, there's definitely like all of these elements you could totally see in their characters. But, yeah, that's not what we're doing this week. This week. No, no, no. We are going. Into a new character uh, on our end that I am bringing uh, the top tier of characteristics to this week. Um, Yes. So just as a reminder, how this works. Uh, We're going to have the top tier of characteristics, which are three different characteristics from your normal background building stuff for uh, Dungeons & Dragons characters. That are brought in by me this week that are like the tent poles that are going to start the the building of this character, and then from that yep. we're gonna have some we roll on, and then at the end there'll be some that are just kind of determined by everything else <clears throat> that we have set up. So right now uh, I decided this week to try kind of change it up a little bit. You know, I figured we've been doing this for a while, two episodes, and uh, yes, <laughs> it's time to, <laughs> it's time to change it just a little bit. So I wanted to bring in uh, a race this week as one of the top tier things because I okay. haven't, haven't done that yet um so what i decided to bring in is the race of changeling and are you familiar with that at all nathan
0: um i mean i feel like i'm familiar with it in the sense of just like a fantasy aspect but maybe maybe not how it's interpreted in the world of dungeons and
1: dragons sure what about Um, so i could i could use a refresher yeah what about the angelina jolie movie Named changeling. It has nothing to do with this, but it's just another thing that came up when I was googling it. No. Oh, is there really? <laughs> yeah. an Angelina Jolie. I did yeah. not know that. Yeah. It's it's about it's about nothing of Dungeons and Dragons and nothing about fantasy or funness. So.
0: And it's probably terrible.
1: Actually, no. It's pretty good. I watched it. It's it, it was a while ago. I didn't watch it because of this. It's not part of this research at all. Um, it's fine. Angelina okay. Jolie okay. is good in it. Um, I think it, it's about. It doesn't matter. Anyways. Okay. <laughs> um, no. So changelings are essentially kind of like shapeshifters in a way. I guess not in a way. They are. Well, okay. <laughs> their main thing is uh, Changeling can shift its face to form anything with a thought. Any other humanoid-like creature. Um, and yeah, so it's kind of like Mystique-esque from X-Men. Um, okay, yeah. Where they, they can kind of alter their appearance uh, to look like anything else. It has to be something else they've seen themselves. Um, and it has to be within a certain range of like height and shape of, of a character. Like, they can't... Okay. And, and they can't go from being, like, a, a human humanoid bipedal shape to a... It's not quadrupedal, but, like, something with four legs. Like, it can't change into a bear. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, if I believe correctly, it's still just an illusion. So it's not like they actually... Beca- like, if they're five feet tall and they decide, you know, oh, I'm going to be this six-foot-tall person, I think they still just are actually five feet tall. They just look... Like they six feet I don't know if they actually change completely okay um <laughs> yeah I don't
0: All right. know, if, I don't All know right. if that
1: will really affect us too much um but as far as then overall looks go this is where I thought it was actually kind of cool let me see because the the description it gives of what they usually look like is very pale skinned <clears throat> um uh, where is it Description. Yeah, changelings can look like anyone at any given time, uh, though they do have a true form. Their natural look can be scary to some due to their lack of detail and distinctive features. Their skin tone is always pale. The darkest tone is sometimes a light gray. They have large, colorless eyes and are circled by black rings. So just very, like... Yes, what every goth kid growing up really wanted to look like.
0: Yeah, every middle school phase ever. Yes, I'm
1: here for it. (laughs) Um, And then their noses are small and subtle with no detail. Uh, The changeling body structure are slender, even more so than elves, uh, and bordering on being frail. Their hair colors, and this, this is so cool, their hair color is commonly a light shade of silver. Followed by platinum and blonde. In rare cases, their hair can be a pale shade of green, pink, or blue. So, mm. like, it's it's. I don't know. It, I think the their original form in itself can look really cool. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. And so yeah, so that's that's the uh, when I was kind of playing around and looking at some of the more exotic races, I was like, this this could be fun. This is a fun place to start. Um, and that, yeah, so I wanted to start with that. Um, okay. As the character. Um, and then I also wanted to bring in uh, a flaw. So we usually roll roll on the flaws based on the background, um, but you don't have to. I mean, if there's a certain flaw that you're like, wow, I wonder how this would you know, kind of just relate um, to an overall character, I think it's fun to bring that in. Um, So this week um, I decided to go with the flaw of uh, an innocent person is in prison for a crime that I committed and not only that, I, I am okay with it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so
0: she's like, "Fuck that guy."
1: Yeah. So in in a way, it's like, okay, this. I think that's from the criminal background. Um, okay. It doesn't mean he has to be a criminal though, or they have to be a criminal though. So I think we're going to play with that because again, it okay. kind of makes it a ready alignment things kind of line up in a certain way where it's like, is this person evil. Like or this person's clearly not lawful, or maybe they are. Maybe it's like, and that's what's like. There's got to be layers. There's going to be layers to it, and it's yes, it's something where it's like, okay, that's going to either completely help us figure something out or kind of make us have to do somersaults. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Either way, we're here for it. Um, Yes, and then the very last thing I wanted to bring in, which is something we haven't really used before. I mean, we've kind of done it with the past few characters where it's like we've created the organization or created the different groups that they're like kind of from or with or a part of or helping to mm-hmm. do something for. Um but this week I wanted to kind of bring one in that already existed. Um so I wasn't sh- I mean, I've heard of a few different types of like organization like thieves guild or different like religious sects of some sort that you could like, oh, this is, you know, the Church of Paylor, depending on what whatever you're going to yeah. go with. But I just Googled it. So I was like, what else is out there? What else is there that we could potentially use? And apparently through Dungeons & Dragons, they have a bunch of different factions that are pre-created uh, that are a part of their, you know, by-the-book, straightforward, if you wanted to run Run or Faerun, uh, their one of their maps and one of their stories and all this stuff. Uh, yeah, so one of them is called the Harpers, I believe it is. Yes, yep. or the, yeah, the Harpers. <clears throat> and so this is a kind of like spy faction. Uh, so it's an old organization that has risen, been shattered and risen again several times. Its longevity oh, wow. and resilience are largely due uh, to its decentralized, grassroots, secretive nature uh, and their near autonomy of many of its members. So it's, it's kind of like a spy type network. Where yeah, it's like kind of. And what's fun is I think again taking something like this, you don't have to follow it exactly by the book because I mean it doesn't really say which way this leans. But I mean even just from that description there. Kind of, it sounds like Hydra. <laughs>
0: like yeah, right? It could yeah. be like
1: a Hydra-type organization. Um, and, and I think it's fun to kind of use it as a place to start because then it also goes into, you know, uh, the Harpers have cells and are that are... They have different cells as well as they have loan operatives throughout wherever the world is. Here it says Faerun because that's the main world for the current by-the-book D&D 5th uh, ed. Um, okay. And so although they interact and share information with one another, from time to time... Uh, as needs warrant so they'll, they'll pass information like I said, kind of a spy network uh harper's though uh and this is where i guess it, it kind of does go into what their ideology is which is fine to use but i think it'd be fun just to play with um mm-hmm. it says harper's ideology is noble and its members pride themselves on their integrity and incorruptibility because even in that in itself it could still be evil right like oh yeah. this is what we're fighting for is a noble cause as long as they believe it's a noble cause then who cares. <laughs> Who yeah. cares what anyone else thinks? Um and then even integrity and in incorruptibility. That could be just about the whatever their goal is, right? Yeah. Um like, I ain't no rat. Yes. I ain't gonna snitch. <laughs> and and the one thing though that does say is harpers do not seek power or glory, only fair and equal treatment for all. Right? And that's organic like, okay, I'm fine with like starting with this and and I do like that. And if that works and makes sense, cool, that's what we'll stick with. They're kind of like this just through line of a a system that is there to help everyone. But, again, I I think what could be fun is to flip that. If, like, maybe the people, a part of it, believe that's what it is. Like, kind of what S.H.I.E.L.D. was in Avengers and and throughout Marvel, and then it Mm -hmm. flips in the Marvel movies and the MCU where it's like, oh, no, it was actually Hydra the whole time. doesn't mean any of their goals were any different, or the people that were fighting for them at one point trying to do good weren't also doing good. I mean, that could be a fun flip later is that, like, oh, this whole organization... It technically, you know, it's bad, or even like Batman in, 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 uh, in the, the Dark, uh, no, no, not Dark Knight, Batman Begins. In Batman Begins, okay. Raj al Ghul, um, his whole organization, I guarantee you, if, if you wanted to, would align with this, right? The, the people yeah. that are coming over to burn down Gotham and have it start anew would totally believe that they're not seeking power or glory. They just think this system has become so corrupt and so broken that the only way for it to ever be fair and have equal treatment again is to burn it all down. Yeah, that's, that's in itself, like, oh, that's going to kill a lot of people. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so I think there's ways to, to not necessarily have to make this be good or lawful or something that lines up like that. So, so yeah, yeah, so just to recap, that's what I'm bringing in is a changeling character that somebody is in prison for a crime they committed um, and they work for this Harper's organization. So that that is what we know coming in. Um, and then oh man, I always forget to pull my dice out first. But whatever, here we go, I'm pulling them out now. Sorry, um, it sounds
0: good. It's, it's DICE yeah, sure. ASMR.
1: It is, it is. I feel I like. Can whisper while you pull them out. I that's. Was that, was I, that. I feel much? dirty hearing that. How's <laughs> <Was> that? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, okay, here we go. So the one thing, too, I think is going to be difficult um, with, or not necessarily difficult, but just the first time we're rolling something like this is for backgrounds. There's a lot of different backgrounds. Um, so,
0: are you just rolling on an, like a, an overall backgrounds list, or is there something you're rolling on that's associated with one of the things you brought to the table today?
1: So, I just want to roll. So, I want to roll on just a general background, and just kind of this is where we, it can get really kind of interesting. Okay. <laughs> because there's like what seventy of them or something. There's like a there. lot. There's a lot of different backgrounds, um, and I had a table up that I don't know. Here it is. Okay, cool. So, <laughs> how, how, how I planned on doing this is, yeah, there's over 70 that range all the way from A to Z, literally. There's abandoned to zealot. Um, okay. So, there's one, two, three, four, five, six. There are six different rows of of these. So, what I want to do is then roll a D6, and that's going to determine which row then I go in. Okay. Um, because, again, it's random anyway, so who, who, who cares? We're just going to make it work. So, I'm rolling a D6... And that's cocked. Cool. Uh, <laughs> got a four. So four is this column, which ranges from janitor to other, otherworldly variant. I'm right. feeling janitor. Okay, but I'm gonna not wait. Calm down. That's the first <laughs> roll. We've now decided which row this is in. No, I know.
0: Um, and now, I'm just letting, you know what I'm rooting for. I'm putting jan- the, ener- the janitor
1: energy out into the world. You got that big janitor energy coming at me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um There's a lot within this. I think I'm just gonna roll a d20. I'm gonna roll a d20 and, uh, or no, I'm gonna roll a d, I'm gonna make it a d100 roll. Okay. Within that. No, that's too many. D20, d20 it is. See, look at this, all improvised, just made up on the spot. No one knows what's going on, not even us. Nope. Okay. I rolled a two. So, unfortunately, not janitor. That was close. Just under janitor. It was almost enough big janitor energy. The other (laughs) J one that is in there is jester. Ooh, interesting. Yes. So, jester background. Uh, You have served a high noble family, or even the royal one is possible. What? You've served a high noble, or even a royal family, okay, for a long time. Uh, Did you choose this career? Were you obligated to? Was it assigned to you at birth? Did your parents, blah, blah, blah. So it's like, okay, cool. So it's going into why were you given this? Was it assigned to you, or did your parents... Or a Superior force you to go through with this? Did you like it? Did you not like it? Okay, cool. So the main thing is just that you worked as some form of entertainment for okay. a higher-up individual. Yeah. Uh, were you considered... Wow, okay, this is asking just a lot of different questions. So the main. make you think? Yeah. So the main thing I think to take from it is just that you are kind of an entertainer of some sort. <laughs> even in the equipment, you get a, a court jester outfit, you get juggling balls, um, or other such devices of entertainment. I think that might be fun to see what other sources of entertainment it might be. Maybe it's oh like my God. juggling torches.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or,
1: I mean, not even necessarily, it doesn't have to be juggling. Um, Maybe
0: you're super good with,
1: like, uh, marionette puppets or something. Oh, that'd be creepy as shit, yeah. Yeah, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, you also get one uncommon weapon. That's fun. So it says for examples, it's like trident or a whip, <laughs> 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 or, or something. Um, okay, nice. Okay, fun. This 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 will be fun. Cool. Yes. I need, also, I need to stop saying fun when listening back to our other episodes. I say fun a lot. Well, you're having fun, man. That's true. We are having fun. <laughs> um, okay. So the first thing that's roll on is, and this will kind of begin. Uh, now I'm just going to go through the other traits for Jester. Um, and just roll on them as we go to help build out this character Um, so the first thing is the specialization Um, so this kind of literally is just are you a comedian are you a magician are you a theatrical are you a singer Uh, are you a juggler are you an acrobat this could already in itself just be a fun way to Kind of figure that out because I think if we go with uh, theatrical, that's totally could be Mary. Yeah, Nats, right.
0: So is this this is your feature, right, under Jester? Yeah,
1: it's 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 okay. yeah. It, not every background has something like this, but it's yeah, it's it's the, the the specific thing to that background that doesn't relate to other backgrounds. So this is what okay. the specialization is, and it helps us kind of figure out what gotcha backstory does.
0: And what do you roll on him? It's a D6. D6?
1: Yes. And so I rolled a five. So that is juggler. So he is a, or they are a juggler. Juggler. Um, All right, cool. Uh, Then there's another feature underneath that. The whole world is a stage. Due to your hardworking past, you can always find lodging and food for a performance. Uh, You're an expert at finding opportunities to do your show, even if they do not even if they're not obvious in the first place. People will tip you for your performance based on how good it is. These people also tend to suspect much from a simple fool. Oh, do not tend. Wait, what? These people tend not to suspect much from a simple fool, allowing some foul play to go unnoticed. Cool. So it's like, oh, it's just whatever entertainment. Not yeah, because,
0: I mean, jesters, I'm pretty sure, are, are stereotypically, they have, like, tomatoes and shit thrown at them, even when they're doing a good job. So they're usually pretty dumb, uh, mm-hmm. pretty not... Well, not that respected in society. Yeah. So I feel like that's, that's pretty awesome so far with um a lot of the other stuff we have going on.
1: Yeah, and I'm i, I already starting to see like it could line up ni- nicely with this whole idea of being able to blend in and potentially yeah. infiltrate different types of things.
0: <clears throat> um, hiding, right. out, h- hiding in a, uh,
1: plain open or whatever the hell, however the expression is. Hiding in is. plain sight. Plain sight. Um, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so now I'm going to roll on personality traits, which is a D8. Okay. Uh, all right. All uh, right. I'm not going to read through all of these. We're just going to go with the one I roll. Yeah. All right. Sounds good. D8 is a five. So uh, five is <laughs> I can't resist the temptation to steal something. Oh, man. <laughs> this is going to be awesome. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. And then I think I also put down in there, I think I want to have two different personality traits. Um, I've been I've, when looking at just... Just because I'm doing research for this, because I'm trying to be better as a podcaster, um, <laughs> I, I saw that some backgrounds actually roll and or, or have two different personality traits, and I was like, sure, why not? All of this is made up. We can do whatever we want. So yeah. uh, I'm going to roll again, another d8, and um, my my odds, I'll just get a five again, which yep. is like cool. Yeah. Just the nail in the coffin Ooh, for close D. what four I got a four. Oh. Um, number four is uh, I can't be I can't be just one person i have multiple personalities
0: oh that's great. so slammed slam dunk great <laughs> <laughs> i mean not only is this the second personality that trait that we rolled which is kind of hilarious yeah. <laughs> but you are also a straight-up changeling so mm-hmm. that's just uh yeah it just it, it's
1: it's exactly right <laughs> the, the stars aligned yes uh okay cool now moving on to the ideal uh which this usually goes with the alignment but doesn't always have to all yeah. Right. So for ideal, it's a D6, so there's six different ones I can choose from. I rolled a four, which is I never criticize authority in my performances.
0: Okay, okay. That's So seems... you play the bad
1: guy, or the good guy, rather, while well, performing. so, yeah. <clears throat> Sorry. You're good. Um, well, I don't... It's weird, because it says it's a lawful alignment, but... The actual—I'm going to lawyer. I'm going to be a lawyer here. Try to be a lawyer without having any schooling. Um, is <laughs> the actual wording of this is I never criticize authority in my performances. That doesn't necessarily mean. I mean, sure, it, it speaks to a respect of authority, but it doesn't necessarily mean they follow rules. It just means, if anything, it's almost even kind of smart because. If I'm performing for royal courts or these people that are making the laws, it just means I'm not going there. I'm not going to make fun of these people. Yeah, (laughs) that's true, that's true. Um, You're not
0: going to pull an NWA and sing (laughs) fuck the police when they
1: asked you not to. (laughs) (laughs) Correct, correct. Um, Especially also since I'm a juggler, I have no idea how I would even go about uh, disrespecting authority. (laughs) You would just juggle like donuts, dude. D and D donuts, (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah, no, I think I think that just kind of speaks to maybe it's just that like he keeps like maybe he takes his job very seriously and his job like because as a Harper he's probably trying to infiltrate these higher up places but also as a performer he doesn't want like he tries to keep those separate like he uses one to help the other but he does not allow the views of one to interfere with the other. Um, I think is how I'll. Well, yeah, we'll see how it lines up with everything else. <clears throat> All right, now okay. uh, the next one is Bond, which is also yes. a D6. All right, and this is a three, which is... God damn it. <laughs> what? I, I use animals in my axe. Oh, my God. Am I juggling mice? You're <laughs> Dr. Doolittle. <laughs> I have multiple Your person. You're probably just
0: balancing on pigs and shit while you're juggling. Balancing whatever. on pigs
1: and shit. Well, I mean, they, I mean, changelings are very frail. And what could be... Look, okay, so imagine this. Changelings are very frail, nimble-looking creatures, right? Uh-huh. But they can change to look like anything. So if he's currently changed to look like a goliath, <laughs> still is a very frail changeling, but yeah. looks like a goliath standing on the back of a pig. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, oh my god, that pig is so strong <laughs> Yeah, that world's strongest pig Come see <laughs> um, But okay, uh, now the next one would be flaw But we already had that one because I brought it in um, <clears throat> With yes. it being that someone is in prison uh, For a crime I committed And I'm okay with it So okay, Yeah, so that is pretty much all the things uh, I wanted to roll on That we have figured out here So Now we gotta start Building this yeah. Um guys are connecting these connecting these dots. Yes, connecting the dots indeed. So I'm gonna go back into the jester and at the very beginning it kinda of talks about it starts asking a lot of good questions. Um it says, Did you choose this career? Were you obligated to it? Uh, or were you assigned to it at birth, or did your parents or a superior force force you to go through this path? Um How do you feel about that one? Well I'm tr- so if he's a changeling, I think a, a big part of, of their their backstories are usually that they're just trying to blend in in the world. That they're okay. they're not very. Uh, they're not they're not trying to create waves usually, and it, it, part of it does also say at one point that they like to try and not necessarily they don't want to draw attention to them themselves being different or weird. And to your to your point uh, earlier, where you said you know trying to hide in plain sight, that that's what they try and do. That like there's there's even. Uh, I'm trying to find the exact wording of it, but it's essentially this idea of if you become so popular and famous and well, so well-known as one of your hidden, like, visages, that it, it helps you blend in more because people will now just always kind of buy that, oh, like, they won't question you. Like, oh, mm-hmm. this is the, the um, what's it called? Like, just any, rate, like, uh, oh, that, that's the halfling jester. I know him. Like, oh, he's super cool because blah, blah, blah. And so it's like, if you're just... So out there and upfront about it. So I think, I think maybe he he chose to be a a, a jester. I think like that was maybe not necessarily a family thing, but it was like growing up. Maybe, maybe that's what it is. Maybe he he got outcast from his family because his family was trying to hide and be this like. Un, unassuming, just kind of run of the mill, not not drawing attention to themselves. But yeah. he wanted to go the opposite way. He, he was, loved the attention. Yeah, he he was tired of always being like the farmer's son. Yeah, maybe they're farmers. Maybe they're just farmers out in the middle of nowhere, trying to be very just average and under the radar. And he was like, yeah. "This is the worst. I hate this." <laughs> that typical like, "Oh, well, I'm going to leave Kansas and go to." New York City. I'm gonna be. Yep. Make it big time. Um, <laughs> I'm naming lights. Yeah. Um, so I think that's probably like his draw, and his parents probably were, you know, horrified by that, by, yeah. <laughs> by the fact, that, and and yeah. So I think that that would be a fun way to kind of look at that. And actually, you know what? Too let's let's roll the stats now too. Okay. Be, before we start building all this out, before we start trying to say like, oh, you know, he's actually super. Into this, Like, maybe if he's, like, super wise, like, he's able to read people better or, or okay. something like that. So, I will roll first. Um, I'm going to roll from the top down because I think that makes the most sense. And okay. You, you screwed it all up last week when you did it the other way, so. <laughs> Sad <for you. laughs> um, <clears throat> Okay, so I'm going to roll strength. Also, uh, so I was thinking about this. When I was rolling, like, just kind of by myself, just to see the lowest numbers I could just get even – uh huh. Do we maybe want to inverse it and instead of getting rid of the lowest number we roll, we get rid of the highest number we roll?
0: Yeah, um, I feel like that would make sense, or maybe for we, our purposes.
1: Yeah, and, and and again, so if this is your first time listening, we have at least this far for the first two characters rolled really well for a lot, yeah. <laughs> um, and so we've gotten very high stat numbers, which again just are kind of play to the characteristics of the individual and. What they're able to do and struggle with doing or are better at doing um so i think yeah i think maybe this this week for this changeling let's see how it works by removing the highest number um, okay instead of the lowest and just okay just see how that goes to all the min maxers out there that really care about this we're not sorry nope um, okay here we go okay so i rolled a, a six three four one so i'm gonna get rid. of <laughs> is already going to be <laughs> maybe a bad idea.
0: Um, so an 8 for strength? An eight.
1: an 8 for strength. Which, granted, if we would have gone the other way with it, would have been a 13. Which is not crazy high, but either way. Okay, now you roll Dex.
0: Okay, Dex, coming up. Um, I rolled... Six, three, three, four. So I rolled a ten for Dex. Three okay. Six. Um,
1: and with Dexo says, your Christmas score increases by two, and either your Dex or Intelligence increases by one. Okay, so we could add a one to that if we want to, or we can add it to Intelligence. Okay. Um, <clears throat> all right, so let's go with Constitution now. All right, so Constitution. I'm rolling. Oh, buddy. What? <laughs> of course, as soon as we decide to do this, I roll a five, a two, and a one, and a one. Wow, so that's four. Yep. Right? Is my math correct? That is a that is four. This is a sickly <laughs> child. It's a very oh yeah. Sick. Well, I mean, he's frail, right? That's that. Okay. So the uh, again, just as a reminder, a ten is a normal, healthy human. So if he is six <laughs> below, he is. Okay. okay so let's just keep moving. Let's go. Let's keep let's moving. Let's see what forward. happens. Let's yeah. see what happens.
0: Yeah. So intelligence. See if he's also super dumb. Um, let's see, I rolled a 3, 2, 2, and a 4, so that's a 7. What the, what are we doing? <laughs>
1: Dude, this is, this is maybe a poor idea. This, this may be a mistake. Let's finish it for now, and just see what it yeah. looks like, and then maybe we'll just start over. And maybe we'll yeah. go back, and the Dice Gods this week will, you know. Okay, for Wisdom, 6, 1, 2, 1. 4 again. <laughs> wow. Where the hell were these rolls when we weren't doing it this way? <laughs> We're going to redo yeah, this the roll, roll roll charisma I will gladly This is not bad.
0: This is 5554. Five, so that's a okay.
1: 14. Okay, so w- let's so let's look. So charisma <laughs> what's the thing the thing was fucking charisma gets a plus 2. So this is actually 16. Um intelligence I'm fine leaving No, I think we want to add a 1 to intelligence. So it's eight. So let's just Let's just look at what we have with this. Okay. It is not good. It is not. Um, Constitution is a negative negative three. So that means just starting off, Constitution has to do with your hit points because it has to do with like how healthy and hardy you are. So that means whatever class we go to choose, he could literally have negative hit points.
0: (laughs) So (laughs) this character's already his purpose in the campaign is to die right away. He's the the, um, the martyr okay. of the campaign. Yeah,
1: charismatic as fuck though. Very. Yeah, um, he'll charm the charm your pants right off. And does not under and if uh, he's has an eight intelligence, which I'm fine with. Eight strength, I'm fine. The fours are killing me. Um, yeah, the fours are really bad. And I rolled both of those, so maybe okay. So the, both of those were the same rolls. They were five, two, one, one. Because even if we flip that, that's an eight. That's an eight for both of those. Yeah. Which is still not great. You know what? So let's let's start over. Let's go ahead and just real quick. We're not going to put too much more time into this, but I, I just think if we're going to change one of them like this, I think we just need to redo all of them. Right? Okay. Let's just restart. Okay. Um, and what we'll, what we'll do here to try and help keep it average is we'll look at it and and we'll choose. Okay. Does it make more sense to get rid of the higher or the lower? Which is more fun? Okay. Here. That that gives us freedom with it. Okay. So let's do this okay, real quick. You go first. Real quick. Okay. So strength. Okay, this one I'm getting rid of the highest one, because I rolled a 6, 6, and a 3, and a 2. So I'm going to get rid of the 6, and so we okay. have 6 plus 3 is 9, plus 11, or plus 2 is 11. So 11 strength. Boom. Okay, awesome. Dex. Uh, dex. I rolled a
0: 4, a 4, a 5, and a 5, so I'm going to get rid of the 5, because yeah. it doesn't really matter. Yeah. And that's going to be um, 8, 9, 10, 11, 13. 13 dex. Cool.
1: Great. Constitution. Uh, Constitution. Here we go. Uh, I rolled a four, a three, a two, and a two. I'm gonna get rid of one of the twos, and we have a nine four constant. This character just wants to be not very healthy. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, that's fine. It makes sense. It does. All right, intelligence. I rolled a six,
0: a three, a five, and a two. So I think I'm gonna get rid of. I think the two. I want to get rid of the two. How do you feel about that? What's that make it? That would make it um, pretty good. Nah, fourteen.
1: Yeah, fuck it. Okay. Um, I just feel like with everything else, he's got to be somewhat sure. intelligent. Well, I mean, we still have... We well, still it's your character, this, but... No, I know. Whatever. We're making this together. Um, <laughs> wisdom. Here we go. Uh, I rolled a five, a three, a three, and a two. Um, I'm going to get rid of... This is for wisdom. I'm going to get rid of the two. Makes it eight plus three is 11 again.
0: Okay. Charisma coming up. Five, five, three, three. Um, Get
1: rid of three and make it 13. Okay. This also gets a plus two, so it's actually 15. Okay. Okay. And so then uh, I get one more plus one that I can add to either Dex or Intelligence. Um, Let's go ahead and put it on Dex. So we got 14. Okay. So now, again, now going back to the backstory and how this will help us. So if he's a farm boy that was growing up on a farm with his changeling parents that were trying to just blend in and be super, you know, underwhelming... um, Maybe, I mean, this kind of makes sense. He's not very strong, right? He's, he's stronger yep. than average by one, and his constitution is just really low. So maybe that's why he didn't want to work on the farm. He just was not made for it. He wasn't really yeah. hardy and wasn't really going out there to do all this. So he's, he's very kind of frail and, and more nimble in being able to be rather dexterous. Um, 14, he's, he's learned it. He, he knows some things. He, he's read a bit. He's, he's intelligent.
0: Um, I'd say street smart in this situation. Not uh, necessarily book smart.
1: Well, see, no, see, but but with the way we have it, intelligence is higher than his wisdom, so he's more book smart than he is street smart.
0: Oh, okay, okay, I get them confused sometimes. Yeah, true, no, true. that's
1: fine. Intelligence means you just, it's what you learned, um, whereas gotcha. wisdom is what you inherently kind of pick up and learn through doing. Um, gotcha. So yeah, so he's not as book smart, um, but he's very charismatic, and yeah, okay, cool. So we're gonna say he was a farm boy that ran away to be a juggler. He chose this life. Um, and ended up being very successful at it and eventually working for a noble family. And now I think what we can do with this is, I think how the organization ties in, the Harpers, I think he was working as a juggler first, and they approached him as like, hey, this family that you're working for, this royal family, you're really close to them. You have a a, a line, a through line with them that we need information on them, right? We want to hear what they're doing what their inner workings are can you spy for us can you be a member like he was approached by somebody else that I think kind of becomes his like mentor um which then makes him want to he's like okay yeah sure like in a a way like I think that plays into why he left originally right why he left home he wanted purpose he wanted meaning and now not only is he the successful entertainer he's also being approached by this other underground spy organization that also sees value in him. Mm-hmm. And so it's like it's adding to his life of like, oh, wow, like, oh, yeah, this is, ooh, cool, this is fun. <laughs> um, this, yeah. This, this is something else I can be doing and be good at. Makes him feel alive. Yeah. And so maybe, you know what, I'm going to say he was blackmailed. I think he was blackmailed into doing, okay, wait, no, what do you, okay, so what do you think about this? Okay, hit, hit me. Instead of doing what I said, doing the exact opposite of what I said. He was not, he is not excited about working for the Harpers. They approached him, though, and threatened to out him as a changeling to this family unless he worked for them and got them information.
0: Okay. So changelings then in this world would be, they're not, I don't know, well respected or trusted, probably. So they're probably not trusted. They're not trusted,
1: yes. They're, it's, it's a, it's a, um, it's a racist thing in that they're yeah. like – I'm trying to think of what the, the, the correct term I think it's just, it's just racist um, in that they're, they're often prejudice. seen – Prejudice? Prejudice is probably the better way of putting it. Um, but it's, I mean, it's their race and it's against it, whatever. Um, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, so – Semantics. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure it matters to someone. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, so they're usually seen as untrustworthy – Literally being able to change at a, at a whim. And then they also even have a, a thing that is called... Um, where is it? Uh, unsettling Visage. <laughs> so... Okay. Uh, when when being attacked or in a fight, and this is for actually like in battle, what they can do is when somebody's going to make an attack roll against them, they can use this as a reaction to impose disadvantage on the roll. And what it does is they literally change their feature back to the changeling and then like kind of make it a horrifying version of themselves to scare them so when being attacked it's like a defense mechanism right it's like 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 a puffer fish yeah or something where it just gets really big and tries to scare and so like if if that's most people's interactions with changelings yeah you would see that they're like this is not good this is not good. like And they're almost almost always seen as having other alternative motives, right? Even if they don't, even if they don't have these alternative motives, it's like, well, why are you not yourself? Why are you something else? So, like, I think he has a lot of struggles internally with accepting Mm -hmm. himself because the world around him doesn't accept him, right? Yeah. So I think, what do you? So that was going back to the original question I posed. What do you like more? Do you think he likes that the Harpers approached him and now it's giving more purpose to his life? Or do you think that he's being blackmailed into this because they threatened to out him and then he would lose this gig?
0: I think it's a good question. Um, And I'm trying to figure out, I'm trying to see if I think one has more longevity than the other. I feel like they both might be about the same. I feel like both of them is going to end up with him screwing over someone at some point, whether it's the family or the Harpers. Yeah. Um I think I think I like that he's being blackmailed and the reason why I think I like that one is because I envision a um a larger arc for this character of him coming to terms with who he is. Yeah. So if he's being blackmailed because of who he is, I feel like eventually one of his like his happy ending would be like you don't have to blackmail me anymore because I am what I
1: am and it doesn't matter. And I just I like I like that I that thoughts I do too I, I like that as well and what that also kind of does then is this is now defining that organization and their relationship right It's uh-huh. not a friendly one it is not it, it is it is somewhat hostile in that mm-hmm. he feels he is under their thumb and that he needs to help them in whatever ways possible um, just to keep his secret. Right. Yeah. And so like and so that he can keep being the successful entertainer that he's built up his whole life to be. And you can totally see the value uh, a changeling would have to the Harpers, right? In that oh yeah, for sure. you you can be a spy. You can be all the you can infiltrate any area. And so like he is forced to go out and, and infiltrate these places that he does not like. Um and I think this may be what could be fun now is we still have to figure out how this flaw fits in, right? An innocent, yeah, person, at. an innocent person is in prison for a crime that I committed. So when we say innocent person, do we think that means innocent of the crime or innocent in that they themselves are a good person and they've never done anything wrong and I screwed them over and I don't care? How, would um, you, how do you want to interpret that?
0: I feel like... You get the... I don't know, yeah, I get what you're asking, yeah. and I'm trying not to let, like... I feel like I'm contradicting myself in my brain, because I, I gave... I In my brain, I gave this character a happy overall ending of an arc, but a sure. lot of these things that we're going to be in the meat of, I mean, he doesn't know he's going to accept himself at some point, so he yeah. could be right now just leaning into what everyone is expecting of him. That's yeah. all he thinks he's ever going to be. So I'm trying to think like that. Um, and I mean, I feel like both... Questions, the answer is still sad, like whether or not they're innocent of the crime or they're a nice person. I feel like both things are way just as heavy, in my opinion. What do you yeah, think?
1: Yes. So the reason I asked is because I kind of had an idea that kind of tied off this idea of him not liking the Harpers and kind of again being like, okay, why are we meeting him now? Why is he leaving? Where is he going? I think he's running from the Harpers and potentially the person that's in prison is the Harper spy that originally approached him and was blackmailing him. Hmm. And so he goes out of his way to try and get this person arrested. So he commits a crime as this person, right? He makes himself look like this person, goes out, does a crime, sets it up so this person then gets caught of it, and so then he has a window to be free and run. So, like, for some reason, he was being blackmailed, to be able to stay with this royal family that loved him, right? This royal family was like, oh, my God, you're the best. You're the best juggler of mice that stands on a pig ever. Like, (laughs) you're our favorite. And that's what all he wanted to be able to do. But then something happened where he was going to lose that anyways, or maybe this person was even going to out him because he chose this royal family over the Harpers, and so he was going to go out them. And before that could happen, he went out and set this chain of actions in motion to Mm -hmm. get this Harper infiltrator arrested. And so that's the person that's in jail. That's the person that's in jail. Granted, they are innocent of this crime, but to him, in his rationale, they're not an innocent person. They were screwing me over. So that's why I asked. Like, when we say an innocent person to this Changeling character, are they innocent in Impurity and oh man, I, I feel so bad. Like, does it have to be someone that they, they see as innocent or it's just innocent of the crime? And just like, they're yeah. not innocent by any means, but they're they sure they didn't steal this thing. They just, yeah, uh, yeah. So that's why I'm asking.
0: Okay. I like that. I like that idea that he's kind of on the run from the Harper's. Um, okay. Yeah. I'm a fan of the person being innocent of the crime, but not necessarily an innocent person.
1: Okay. Great. Cool. So then I think what this allows us to do now is we can kind of flesh out. What this royal family is, what the Harpers wanted from them, and kind of just work from there why he decided to choose the royal family over the Harpers and what the Harpers now want from him. I mean, yeah. <laughs> so this is, this is cool because as a DM, if you give me this backstory and it's like, ooh, so you have two different big factions here that see this one character very differently. This royal family is going to see them as a trusted, loving, probably raise the kids in a way, right? Like, oh, man, they always did this one thing that little Jimmy loved, and yeah, yeah, it was the greatest. (laughs) And so now any interaction they will ever have with with this character is like, why did you leave? You know, where did you go? Like, oh, man, we miss you. Like, wish you would come back. And, like, very loving, very passionate. But this family has some secrets. Like any royal family does too much power, too much whatever influence, or maybe they have an underground... Sex trafficking ring. <laughs> Probably not, because I don't want to do that, and that's not as much fun. Yes. Um, but something like that, something dark and scary, um, that he decided, no, it's fine. Overall, the family means well, and I can't do this to little Jimmy. Um, uh-huh. And then the Harpers now look at him and go, we need to get him back. What happened to him? He screwed us over with that one general we had, or whoever, that was you know, doing stuff for us in that city. They're now blown. Their cover's blown. They can't be there anymore. They gotta move, so they want to try and find him, and he's being hunted down by them. So that's probably mm-hmm. why he goes on the run. Yep. So, okay, cool. So, let's say... Huh. Let's say that this royal family... Um, what do we want to say their uh, flaw is? What do we think the royal family's like evil deed is that the Harpers are trying to shut down? Um... Maybe, maybe, so like,
0: maybe he just shut down like this local city's Thieves Guild and they were, they worked really closely together. And while that, you know, obviously from an overarching like lawful perspective, that's a good thing, but to the quote unquote bad guys, that was like he screwed us
1: over super bad. Um, I don't know. What are you, what are you thinking? So just, just to make sure I'm understanding, so the, the Harpers worked with the Thieves Guild closely, yes? Yeah. And through the rule of this royal family, they finally got the Thieves' Guild shut down to the point where they, they, they weren't running as much. So that hampered the Harpers. Ooh, hampering yeah. the Harpers. Um, hamper, <laughs> hampers the Harpers not being able to allow them to be as secretive and kind of like move through and do stuff. So they wanted, so we're saying the Harpers here, if anything, are trying to do, uh, uh, it's about the, the ends justify the means for them, right? Yeah. So they need the Thieves' Guild back up because it's helping them run something or do something or or, or do something else that's stopping something else from happening. And so this Thieves' yeah. Guild is the lesser of two evils. Yeah? Is that yeah, I think thought? so. Okay.
0: Um, but I, then it's like, what's he... I don't know.
1: I Well, see, I like that, but I, I guess my one thing then is I feel like that doesn't play with the morality of our character as much. I kind of almost liked that this character... Is is so close to this family that he 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 sees that they have a better chance to do good despite the bad thing that did happen. Whatever the bad thing is, you okay. know. what yeah, True. Like, true. Like, and so he doesn't want to give them up for that purpose. But 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 to your point, also, I mean, that I, I'm fine with the, the Harpers potentially being a little bit more of this. Like I said earlier, like this Raj al Ghul, like a I always forget the name of the. People, but either way, like they're coming in to save the city by destroying the city. Um, yeah. So I, I would be fine with that too. And I'm trying to think what, what my just off the cuff pitch would be for what this this royal family maybe is involved in. That would be like the opposite to, to yours. That makes the royal family a little more seedy and and, and dark uh, instead. Yeah, I mean,
0: I think they should have a secret, and I feel like what I said isn't really that big of a secret. I feel like they'd be proud that they disrupted the thieves' yeah. guild. But why? Do the Harpers now want to know something about them because of that situation? Well, is I think a hard question.
1: I, well, I mean, it makes sense in that if, if following your your train of thought there, what it could be is we need the thieves guild open, right? We need them to be able to move and do stuff un unhampered and and being able to have something over this royal family not only allows us to reopen it effectively now, it allows us to be able to, for for the foreseeable future, not have to worry about the royal family coming in and trying to shut it down again. Mm -hmm. So if they go to our changeling character and say, hey, we know this about you. We know that you are a changeling, and we know if we reveal that to this royal family that you love and care about and have worked so hard to get to the station in, they will get rid of you, disown you, never see you the same way again, and probably maybe even have you killed. Yeah. Um, so if you don't want that to happen, give us dirt on them. Find something on the king or on the queen that we can use to leverage them to reopen the Thieves' Guild. You have okay. a week. Like, go. Um, okay. So that, that that could be that transaction, right? That, yes, that, yeah. And, and, and maybe even through that, he doesn't know the end goal of the Harpers, right? Maybe he doesn't know this evil thing. Maybe he's been kept in the dark too and that's all brought out through the campaign. Um, yeah. That. It's, it's, it, it's some sort of underground thing where then later he'll have to choose between the family. And, and that's where it can be. This is just the microcosm of it, right? We, we find him and he's currently, just after the week, just got that guy arrested. So the Harpers are now pissed with him and he decided, I need to leave the royal family because if the royal family knows me or if, if I'm still with the royal family, They'll come there and tell the royal family all my secrets, and then I'll be dead. But yeah. maybe the Harpers would never do that because they don't want to burn that bridge, right? They, they don't want to lose him. So, so we're we're kind of talking talking around this. So I think I, I like your idea. I think we can go with your idea that it was kind of just you know the classic. There's a thieves guild in the city. Thieves guild gets shut down. So, cause and effect. Thieves guild is shut down by some amazing royal decree that. Um, I'm going to say it's a human village or a human city that is run by human king and queen. Your basic, uh, let's come up with a name. Let's say it's the, um, (sighs) what's a fun, like, uh, um, I don't know why I'm drawing a blank. I'm trying to think of like nothing too basic. Jeffersons was the first thing that came up. I'm like, that's not. I don't like that.
0: Um, what if they're the Clintons and they kill people in prison? I'm sorry. Was that too? Uh, was that too politically driven of a statement?
1: It's 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 dirty on so many levels because the first thing I go to is House of Cards, and it's like that's already been done. Someone's already taken the Clintons and done that, and then it makes me think of Kevin Spacey, which then just take, it takes me off this whole. <laughs> on a whole other uh, train of thoughts. Um, so, no, not the Clintons. We're not doing that. This, <laughs> um, Let's say they're the high tides. Okay. And um, I definitely did just look at a sticker in my room that said high tide on it, and I'm like, you know what, that works. Let's say this That's is a, a city by the sea. And so it is a city right on the coastal line, and they're the high tide family, and so they're the, the royal high tides. Um, the name of the city... Can be something. It doesn't matter. It could even be Podcastria. They're the high tides of Podcastria. We are, we're <laughs> starting to flesh out our city. And so yes. there's, there's the human royal family that are the high tides uh, Queen, uh, King um, Marvin, high tide, <laughs> and uh, Guinevere, high tide. <laughs> um, I like Guinevere. Yeah, it's almost like it'd be a good name for a van.
0: Oh ha huh. I was <laughs> I like I was like
1: <laughs> in my brain I was like I heard that somewhere. I think it was or is it Gwendolyn? No, it's Guinevere. Is it okay, it's definitely Glenavir, <laughs> yeah. Um okay. So yeah, so the high tides and the the this changeling jester. I I think uh this is is this gonna be now the third character in a row that has two different names, their given name and then a name they use as the jester. <laughs> um but I think I think when he comes in I think he is not a human. I think he comes in because he wants to be a little bit more flamboyant, right? He wants to mm-hmm. be a little bit more over the top. Uh, so I think our changeling is. I'm going to say, oh, this is the thing I didn't even think about when bringing in a changeling. I have to come up with a bunch of different races or things that he potentially is <laughs> um, when when interacting when when doing stuff. Um, so I think I think for them, he was a. What are some other? I'm just gonna remind myself real quick of different races. Okay.
0: Um,
1: cause cause I, like I want something that's colorful. Um, like like physically colorful has some like color to it, but isn't like scary. Um. So I don't think he's a halfling or or a gnome, right? Cause he he doesn't want to literally be. Maybe he's a tiefling. Okay, that could be interesting. Um. And and very kind of like flamboyantly either purple or a blue. Yeah, or, or, I like or. tiefling. So he presents himself when he is this this grand royal jester to the high tides as a tiefling. And I'm going to say he is a purple tiefling for an homage to uh, a character from Critical Role. I'll show you mm, a okay, to watch. Okay. Molly Mock, R.I.P. Gone too soon. <laughs> um... <laughs> And so he's a, he's a purple tiefling when, when, when he's performing for them, and I'm gonna say he has one name because he's a performer, and so he just goes okay. by one thing. And I think it's gonna be because he's got horns, right? So what if it's like? You would. <sighs> he's got horns. It should be like a fun, like demonic name. But what's the name? What's the name of the character in? Uh, uh, uh... Monsters Under the Bed, or, or the, with, with Howie Mandel from the 90s. There was a movie. Uh, nope. That, I'm looking it up. Howie nope. M- Mandel Monster. <laughs> it sounds terrible, whatever it, it is. It was great. It was great. Little Monsters. And it had Fred Savage and Howie Mandel, as late 80s, early 90s as you can get. And I'm going, oh, what was his name? What was his name in the movie? The. Gross. Curtis, uh, Maurice. That's his name. His name is Maurice. I like it. Okay. <laughs> so his name is Maurice, um, and he that, that that was his name when he was. So this is the thing: is I'm building three different personas here, just so like this is how I'm, I'm, I'm imagining this now. He has what he was when he was a changeling with his family. They were probably human farmers. Ooh, that's what I'll do. I'll build two. I'll build I'll build two personas here. So he has his human persona that matches with the rest of his family who are all changed okay. they're all changelings but they all had to be human living on the outskirts of Podcastria um, uh-huh. and then he made it big went into the main city of Podcastria made this persona of this tiefling Maurice practiced really hard to be a good juggler and got to uh be well known and well liked by all them as this bright flamboyant purple um uh, uh tiefling that i think has a jester's hat has a very cool like jester's hat that is a similar purple and like orange of some sort like his colors are like purple and orange to match with his skin and all of this um he uses animals in his act so i think (sighs) My, my initial thing was mice i think does he have like performing mice like like the three blind mice type situation where he has mice that he will juggle or have like run around and like that he has some sort of sway over um I think I think that's fun. Um, yeah, <laughs> and yeah. Uh, I just think I just think else? of uh, Honey Boy. Did, have you seen that movie? Yet? I have not seen Honey Boy yet.
0: So, it's okay. quick thing. Uh, ahead, Shia no. LaBeouf's da- uh, dad in that movie. His act before Shia LaBeouf was born, like the thing that he thought was like super cool that he did was essentially a balancing act with a chicken. He had a chicken trained that would literally start on the top of his head, yeah. and then Shia LaBeouf's dad would slowly transition into a handstand, and the chicken would like run up his back into the top of his feet, and that was like their act. He had this chicken that would crawl all over his body while he would uh, put himself in different contortions and stuff like that. That's amazing. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, wow. Okay. Well, now, now that you've one-upped me. No. <laughs> no. Um... That's, yeah, I mean, it's something similar to that. But I think since he is a juggler, right, it's, like, how does how do the animals, like, he doesn't even have to juggle the animals per se, but, like, for him to use them in, in some way in the act, um, he could juggle chickens, even. I mean, I don't know why I keep going to that he has to juggle these animals, but. Um, I mean, maybe he is juggling the animals, but
0: he has, like, a. Uh, dan- like, cause you're typically juggling. I mean, three things is the basics. So maybe he's got two dangerous items in one hand and an animal in the other. So it's like high stakes. If he messes up, he's either gonna hurt himself or that small animal's gonna die. Okay. Okay. So that's so that's that's kind of what makes it like, ooh, watch this. You know, that's the suspenseful part of it, watching him perform.
1: Okay, so he doesn't have three mice. So he maybe has like one, one like uh, uh, one thing, one animal that, that he juggles. So it doesn't have to necessarily be small. But um, but see, what I was also kind of was I was liking a visual I was having now is of the family cat just always standing underneath him as he's juggling these mice. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Um, but but no no, I'm trying to think. Yeah, well, what could be a more, what's a more D and D like pet or like small animal that's a little exotic and out there? A ferret. Uh, fair, that exact. Um, let's just go with the mice. Let's go with the mice. Okay. I don't want to. So we have, but I, I do like your idea that he does switch it up sometimes, right? I think there are three mice, and he will do the safe, just juggling the three mice that are named um, um, Jerry and Phil and Alexander. <laughs> Jerry, Phil, and Alexander is three mice, and he will juggle the three of them and talk to them like they understand him, and he then. Also, will switch it up and have knives or things or things that are on fire. He's so good that he can switch them in and out. And like maybe, uh-huh. maybe even, oh, I'm now imagining this. We're getting really into this one detail, but fuck it. I like it. I'm imagining <laughs> he's juggling these three things. One of them is a torch that is, has gasoline on it, but it's not lit. And then Alexander will run in, grab a match and stand on his wrist, and wait for the right thing to go by, and then put the match out, that'll strike it, and then the next thing will come up, and it'll be the torch, and it'll light it. So, like, while he's in his hands and juggling, the mice essentially light the torch. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Uh, um, Yes, so that's that. And then there was the the high-tides cat that was constantly trying to eat his three mice. Um, Okay. And, yes, so that's what he was doing. That was his act. That's what he's built. He was this flamboyantly purple and uh, orange-colored tiefling that had a classic jester's hat. Um, And I think he had not necessarily bells, but he had, like, just a lot of, like, I think since he is from a farm, he does try and keep that. Like, he's from a far-off place, this far-off land out in the nature and and all of this. So, like, there's, like, little accents um, on this that are all very earth related and Earth kind of tied together. And this is where I'm, I'm segueing here now. One of the other things we need to figure out still is his class. Mm-hmm. And with this, I was already kind of, I'm excited because when coming in, I was like, God, I, I, everything says rogue. <laughs> everything yeah. about this is going to say, but, but now the way we've built this, I would say nothing says rogue. This doesn't feel like a rogue at all. Uh, if anything, I'm thinking bard. He's leaning really, really hard into a bard-like role. But yeah. I guess I was trying to think through, since he's using these animals in his act, could he maybe be a druid? Does it mean maybe, yeah. maybe that, like... And
0: I mean, he could also, for the purpose... One thing we've never really discussed that so we don't have to go into great detail about now, but for the purpose of a campaign where you're gaining levels throughout it, you could, a lot of these characters can be multi-classed pretty easily, mm-hmm, um, which, mm-hmm. which is something I've personally never done, uh, so I feel like I don't have a lot of advice on how to do so, but, um, yeah, I feel like this character could multi-class at some point.
1: Yes, um, I agree. And as far as, like, with multi-classing goes, with the actual, like, rules of it, as much as there are rules in D&D, you just have to have certain uh, stats, usually, to be able to go into another one. Oh, that's right, yeah. But it it doesn't really, it's not huge. Again, the story is what matters more. Again, referencing Critical Role, at one point one of their characters goes to multi-class into Paladin, but isn't strong enough to do it. So what the DM Matt does is he just has this really cool dream sequence where the god that he wants to be a paladin for asks him questions and puts him through this trial. And once he completes the trial, he essentially has a Captain America super serum moment where boom, now you wake up and you're two points stronger, so you're strong enough to be a paladin. Like, there, there <laughs> you like you did it. So it, it's it's all loosey goosey. As long as it makes sense for the story, that's what matters. Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: But so, so for right now, I mean, I'm perfectly okay with. I feel like. A lot of the things that you focus on, a lot of things that seem like they're important to you, is the interaction with the animals, using animals in their act.
1: So I think that makes a druid more important than being a bard. See, well, and that's where it's like, I was focused on, I agree with you. That's how I was kind of looking at that. But his driving force as an overall character, I think, is more bard. Like, right, he wanted to leave and go to the big city. And, yeah, true, true. And, and the thing, too, is druids aren't don't have to be played very nature-based. They, they, they can be, and that usually makes the most sense. But even with this, like, he's not very – he's living in the city. He, he's more a part of this. But it would make sense with his background, right, that he was like, oh, he's from a farm, so he grew up, so he got really good with nature. But, like, I, I think the one thing, too, I want to kind of try and do is make the class not just, like, oh, and so they happen to be this. Like, have it make sense into what they're doing, right? Like, so – for Dru- uh, what I'm trying to get at is, with Druid, that type of magic usually comes inherently through some connection with nature. Either you had some interaction of some sort that changed you and gave you access to this that had to do with nature or fae-like elements of of some sort, or you were born into into this and had that inherent connection. It's it's something that doesn't necessarily learned like you you can learn and get better at it but that mm-hmm. that inherent type of magic at least this is my understanding of it again which can be completely wrong and everyone's different and yeah yeah but with bard it feels more like you learn how to use your magic through entertainment through driving people to like especially with with the juggler it's like look over here look over here now i'm gonna do a sleight of hand over there look and yeah. it's like so I think bard <laughs> makes, makes a little bit more sense, is a little bit more fun. And if I remember correctly, I think okay. bards even have um, talk with animals or uh, uh, animal friendship. First level, bard spell, animal friendship. Sweet. So,
0: that makes sense. That works. Yeah.
1: And plus, I mean, you can nowadays you can train mice and different things. To, I mean, like that guy, like fucking Honey Boy's dad trained a chicken. That was real life. Yeah, that was <laughs> um, real life. So yeah, so he's a bard. So he's a bard, and he's an entertainer. Um, his 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 persona when with uh, the High Tide family is that of this tiefling named Maurice um, that is purple, orange, very flamboyant. Um, mm-hmm. But he loses that, and so now when he's on the run, he goes back to being this human persona. That is with his family. And so when I think we actually come across him in this campaign, he's actually the human now. So I think this is what what can be fun here is, again, now going to the personality trait, right, is that um, he can't just be one person. He has these different person. And so, like, I think what will be fun to play with with this character is that he always wants to be Maurice, and he wants to go back to being this tiefling, and he wants, like, so he'll slip into it, and, like, maybe, like, that'll be his, like, oh, okay, now I'm gonna go do a show, and, like, it, it's kind of like, um, um, uh like Batman in a way where it's like Bruce Wayne is clearly not happy as Bruce Wayne. He always wants to be Batman. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He is actually Batman wearing a Bruce Wayne mask not the other way around. So like, I think his Batman is Maurice is this character where he can be on stage and comfortable and entertaining all of these people. Um, So I think this human character, um, is, uh, just kind of mundane, normal, just, uh, I'm gonna say like tan skinned, right? Because they're like okay, they're out in in on the farm. So his family was just kind of like, oh well, we're outside and we're changelings are very pale. So we'll we'll want people to think that we're we're just kind of like olive skinned, kind of you know like uh, Italian kind of looking with dark hair. Um, just they could even grow grapes. They make wine. Maybe they have like a winery of some sort. Mm-hmm. And that's their main. Just you know whatever. We just sell wine to the local establishment. We're super low key. And so the the family is the um let's say ortega's okay. <laughs> or- ortega family um and his name through that is uh bu- 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 bu. <sighs>
0: So the Ortega family is, is like the like that's his situation that we're that we're meeting him in in this that's in, in that, our little snippet, correct?
1: Yes, that'll be where we're meeting him, as well as that's what what he was brought up and raised at. His real last name is Ortega, and oh, okay. I, and so I think his first name also starts with an M, and I think it's.
0: I mean, if they're a normal low key family, I think he's gonna have a lo- normal low key yeah. name like Math, like Matthew.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say like Mark or Matthew. Yeah, um, still sticking with the religious names here. For, for... <laughs> <laughs> um, so, but I'm trying to think. What's a? Yeah, oh, okay. I'm just gonna stop fighting it. Let's go with Let's go with Matthew. So his okay. name is Matt. Matt Ortega. Um, and so he's very just very dark hair. Very very because again, they're trying to go the complete opposite of a changeling, right? Mm-hmm. So he is very dark haired as to balance out with in his change. So in his changeling form, I think he has silvered hair. I think he has the very silvered gray hair that he keeps cut short, um, so that it doesn't actually get in the way when he's ever juggling or doing something else. His hair is kept very short. Um, yeah. I would say he is pretty tall. I would say he, I mean, they, they range from five foot to six foot. So I would say he's like, even on the higher end of like six, let say six, two. So he's taller than, than most. And like, uh, and he's very featureless, very gaunt, very, very thin. And so his his Matthew Ortega persona is very, very dark-haired, uh, very thick eyebrows. Um, he probably even has, like, a mustache. Because the other thing about chainslings is they don't grow any facial hair or any, okay. any body hair. They don't have any body hair at all, like elves. So I think in this, in this visage of him, he has this mustache. Um, and I think... When we meet him now, he still is trying to entertain. He is still trying to be um, uh, this, this character that gets attention about him. But mm-hmm. he was forced to run from the, the royal family because he, he, he would rather leave them than be outed to them. Yeah.
0: So Is that why he steals now, you think? To make a living? Because he's on the run? That's one of his personality yeah, traits. Yeah, well, that, I, was
1: trying to, I was trying to get back to that too. Is like, uh, but see, it says, I can't resist the temptation to steal something. I think for him, it's more of the fun of it. It's more of the, the, like, the like, it's kind of klepto. So I think that's always been a thing. I think he's, okay. he's always, always had that. And, and I think that's, maybe that's also part of the blackmail that they were going to do, right, is that they were going to tell him, you know, Hey, you know we're going to out you as not just a changeling, but also a thief that you've been okay. constantly stealing. Like, and it's never anything big. Like for him, it's not about the goal. the score. Yeah, it's about the rush of just taking something that's not his. And I don't think he likes it. I don't think that he likes the fact that this is a a, a thing he has. He tries to like okay. rein that in, um, because he also, I mean that that ties in really well to him hating himself as a changeling, right? And mm-hmm. he, he probably relates that directly to being a changeling. And he's like I need to stop doing this is why people don't trust me, this is why people don't like changelings and blah blah. Like yeah. It's it's an inner demon. It's an inner demon of his okay. that he's trying to to get over. Um so what he wants is to his overall end goal, I think is to what you brought up earlier, like himself get to a point where he accepts who he is and is willing to tell people that he's a changeling. Because as of right now, he's got a lot of secrets. I mean, and when when, when we meet him, he's going to be this human that is currently trying to hide his persona of being a tiefling who is trying to hide from being a changeling (laughs) from the Harpers that he just put in jail.
0: He's just a dude playing a dude (laughs) disguised as another dude.
1: (laughs) Yes, that is exactly who he is. Um, (laughs) I know who I am. (laughs) (laughs) um so yeah okay so he's got all these different so but i but i still think his his desire to perform is still there and so i think when we meet him he's struggling to come up with a new act because he's afraid to do the same act with the same mice because if he does and he like he's known for these performances that he would put on not just for the royal family but like at their big parties and all their big shows and so like people around know who he is and he misses the family. He misses the royal family that uh, uh, we said there was It was Marvin and uh, Guinevere high tide. Their kid's name is apparently Jimmy because that's what I made up on the spot. I got little Jimmy <laughs> um, and that kid's let's say he's 11. So for the past at least seven eight years almost a decade Maurice was the main source of entertainment that would come around, and he got well-known. He probably even has a place in town that he can't go back to now, because he, yeah. he assumes that the, the Harpers are trying to find him there. Um, and so this person that blackmailed him, I'm going to say they're the classic rogue. They're, they're somebody that came in that was probably even a part of the Thieves' Guild that got shut down, right? And maybe that's how they approached him. Maybe he doesn't know that it's actually the Harpers. Maybe this person that's a part of the Thieves' Guild is blackmailing him as a member of the Thieves' Guild, not revealing that it's the Harper. So this is something, again, the DM can layer in later, right? So once yeah. Once this person that's in jail that uh, we're going to say their name is Raven. Okay. <laughs> and, oh, uh, yeah, let's say they're a woman. Let's say they're a woman rogue that was a part of the Thieves' Guild. That, her name is Raven, and she is a half-elf that is this classic rogue that came to his place one night and threatened to out him with all of this stuff and gave him a week to do some digging or even just decide to give up what he already knows about the high tides. And she shows up in his place in the middle of the night, scares the shit out of him, and he probably was sleeping as a changeling, but she already knew he was a changeling. Yeah. And she threatens to out him with all of this stuff, and, uh, yeah, and so he, he freaks out and then probably even goes in and tries to start digging, tries to start finding something. And I think maybe he did find something. Maybe he does find something about Guinevere that, like, is really bad. Okay. <laughs> and so he 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 doesn't want to ruin little Jimmy's life, though. Right? So he, yeah. he found out that Guinevere actually has been um, pulling strings on... Uh, uh, this other city. There's another city somewhere that she has been. Oh, maybe she's been planning an uprising within this city, within Podcastria, against Marvin and all of this. And no, then no, that might be too big. That might be too much. Because why wouldn't he out her then? Why wouldn't he just be like, "Oh my God, I got to save my city." Um, yeah. So maybe it's not something that big. Maybe she's just having an affair. Maybe Guinevere is just having an affair. And he tries to talk to her about it and he tries to help her bring it back and she breaks down and cries and all this and says that she wants to and so he wants to help her get better and so that's the information he has but doesn't want to give to uh the the, the harpers. Okay. Um, or this thieves guild to Raven, who is this rogue like individual that is now in prison. So they're in prison because okay. of a crime. What is the crime? Um He likes stealing things. Okay. So, what do you think he stole? What's something fun that he could have stolen?
0: Um, I don't know. It's just something, I mean, I don't think any one thing sounds interesting from that he stole, to me at least. I feel like, you know, he got caught stealing a family heirloom. I mean, something important. Okay. It's going to be important to someone. Do we think it's from the high tides?
1: Because, I mean, that would make the most sense, right? That he stole this, um, because he would have access to that. Yeah. Um, That's what
0: would be embarrassing to him. He'd be embarrassed by but,
1: that. But but no, no 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 no. So this is the thing that he stole as Raven, right? So yeah, he okay. so he comes up with this plan to look like Raven, this half-elf rogue, get caught stealing something, plant it at her place and then lead the police there to get her arrested. Yeah. So I agree it could be some kind of family heirloom um that is something very important to the High Tides. Um Uh, yeah. What if it's just jewelry? It's just some kind of necklace that is like invulnerable or invaluable to them because it was like passed down from generation to generation. It's just this really nice necklace um, that he 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 pockets and then makes himself look like Raven and just sets up this whole chain of, of events that lead the the town guard to Raven's meeting place where he was supposed okay. to meet, meet up with her and she's there alone and he's planted the the jewelry on her. Um, okay. because he then looked like somebody else walking around. Okay. So that's boom. I think I think we did it. So what he wants now, what he is trying to do when we meet him is he's got a lot of moving pieces. <laughs> uh-huh. And end goal of the whole everything for him as a character and person is to accept himself and be happy with who he is and not feel like he has to hide anymore. And, or at least not even necessarily from everybody, but just from the people he cares about. Right. Because right now he cares about the high tides. He even cares about his own family still, but he wants to find people that accept him and uh-huh. help him accept himself. Um, end goal, big thing. But right now where he's at is he's trying to come up with a new act. <laughs> um, he's trying to make a new persona for himself. Uh, and essentially just start again as an entertainer and as a performer. Um, because he can't be what he was before. So mm-hmm. he has some skills and he's trying to get a little bit better at it. Um, and yeah, so he's essentially just trying to start a new life again. After having all of this that he built and he's kind of upset <laughs> um, by it. And I think he wants to avoid the Harpers. He wants to avoid the royal family. And and just, yeah. And so what... what uh, What's his alignment? Um, I feel like he can do anything at
0: any given time to try to protect the things that are important to him at the moment, like his identity and not getting caught by the Harpers and yeah. blah, blah, blah. So I feel like there's an unpredictability there that makes him chaotic. Yeah. Um, I think he's just neutral. I think he's going to be chaotic neutral and he's going to do whatever he feels is right in the moment to protect whatever is important to him in that moment. And whether it comes out good or comes out evil will be determined by, I guess the outcome of the
1: action. Yeah, I I don't... I don't disagree. I'm just trying to think. I, What... I think he's chaotic good, though. At least the way i Because it's like, I don't see him necessarily doing something evil. Like, because even, even when we've talked about it, and maybe it's just the way, the way I, I've been thinking about it, which has kind of put uh, a, a slight tint to, to it. Mm-hmm. But I I think, I don't see him as doing anything evil. Um, Yeah, but I
0: mean, an evil act might not be evil to him. Like, he's doing something to protect himself or his identity. And what he does in the moment as a reaction may have felt safe, but the outcome then comes out evil on on accident. You know, um, it doesn't have to be, like, the motive to do whatever he did doesn't have to be, like, doesn't have to be evil, but the outcome could be... uh, perceived as such yeah so that's why I, I don't know it's up to you
1: i i i think i i, I agree I, I think he is kind of in that chaotic neutral type i, I think he leans a little bit more chaotic good because the one thing i was going to say too is like as far as like other bonds go and like his his main like who he cares about the most i think is just jimmy kid right jimmy high Tide, mm-hmm. this little little kid that he's kind of raised as his own and like that's who i think he ends up missing the most um Despite having to leave because of all the family issues and being outed to them, he would still yeah. do. If 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 Jimmy gets kidnapped by something outside the city, he's gonna be the first one there trying to find him. Yeah. Um, okay. So that's I guess that's where I was thinking. Good, because like that inherently in itself, there there are things that he would put himself on the line for that he would allow all. Like I don't think his first priority is staying hidden anymore. I think he's slowly. Okay kind of been a little bit more good so i think chaotic good is what i'm thinking um and yeah
0: so let me set this bar for you this bar that you're walking into in the seedy tavern it's changed a little bit since the last time we visited good there's a couple of tables you know spread throughout you know uh, typically four tops uh not more than that can sit at one table there's like three or four of them it's a it's a smaller bar Uh, dimly lit Um, not because that's a style choice but because some of the lights are just out Um, candles have melted away and they just haven't had the energy to replace them there's a small stage over in the corner with a man who has um, like a cello of sorts but he's not good at playing it and it's all very slow and it's depressing and it's dark and you walk into this place and it almost just like sucks the energy out of you and you kind of either want to lean into that or you (laughs) want to leave um, but you know, you've come here for a drink, you're thirsty, um, you've been on the road for a while, and, um, this is the, the energy of the room that you have entered into. So what do you do?
1: Hoi, this does not look fun. Um, I walk up to the bar. Uh, s- excuse me, sir.
0: Um, so you hear, like, a, um, a stool from the other side of the bar, being dragged to where you sat down and it looks like it's moving on its own. But then as it gets directly in front of you, a little gnome climbs up on top to oh. greet you and goes, "What can I get ya?"
1: Oh. <laughs> well, hello there. Um well, my my good gnome, I could not help but notice this place is rather drab. What's what's going on?
0: I mean, I think it's just uh always been this way there's uh i don't see anything wrong with it i mean
1: always been this way oh
0: i mean i can see just fine in here some people say it's a little dark but i think people like it
1: not even i'm not even talking about that that's look around people are either asleep or dead in here that's not what you want at a tavern is it there's dead people in here i i don't know that man may be breathing but i don't want to find out
0: if you look over to the right and there's this this orc with his head in his hands and like a couple of glasses around him and he, yeah, he's not moving much. See? Well, I mean, no one's ever complained before.
1: Because do they even stay long enough to order a drink? I mean, my good gnome. <sighs> my name is Matt or Matthew or whatever, or Matty or whatever you need to call me to see that I am bringing you... The opportunity of a lifetime.
0: Um, oh yeah? What kind of opportunity?
1: Well, look at, look at, um, what is the name of uh, the, that sad, sad individual on the stage that is desecrating it with that awful sadness? The one playing Um, the cello. What is his name? Oh, that's a
0: cello. I didn't even know that was a cello. You know, I've never really asked his name. He—I don't even know really if why he's here. I've never paid him or anything. He just kind of shows up, and I don't know. I think it sounds good.
1: He—he just—it's just just like open open stage. You can just anyone can just come up and do whatever they'd like.
0: I mean, when I when I took over this place, um, the stage was just there, and I didn't see any purpose of getting rid of it. And he just shows up from time to time, and. You know, makes us all feel better. I, like I said, I, I I like it. I've never heard anything else, and it, to me, this is as good as it gets.
1: Young young gnome, what is your name?
0: Uh my name. Good fucker. <laughs> um, <laughs> my name is. Uh, uh, I'm not sorry. <laughs> I hate names so much. My name is Terrence. <laughs>
1: Well, Terrence, did you buy a cursed tavern? Because this may be a ghost that just keeps coming in and slowly draining the life out of everyone in here, including yourself. Is that what you want? Huh.
0: I mean, I feel i don't I don't feel like my life's being drained well, i mean my bank my bank account's being drained because yes. i mean there's not a lot of patrons yes. in here, yes, but
1: exactly. you know it's just and and what is what is life if you you do not have gold, you need the gold and what well, okay uh i'm <laughs> sorry I can help i I'm here to help you, I can fill that stage with such life, with such energy and such Excitement! That the people will not be able to get in here fast enough. You will have a line out the door. I am an entertainer. I am Matty, the man of many wonders. All right, and I can do all sorts of different things. Uh, Look, 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 look! And I open my sleeve, and my three mice walk out across the across the bar, and then just kind of stand there and each bow. Um, These are my friends. Uh, This is Alexander. And Alexander Baus, and then uh, Jerry, Jerry, <laughs> and then this is the last one. What was his name? Phil. Phil. Thank you. Um, You're and each, each of them, <laughs> each of them, bow individually. Uh, we can put on a show here that, well, quite frankly, would be enough to entertain a royal family. And I only ask that you allow me. One, a place to stay and to live. I'm assuming there's housing upstairs and some of this drab Yeah, there's a, there's a, there's a, yes.
0: there's a couple rooms. Okay.
1: Uh, I, I ask that you give me one and allow me to be here and stay and, and, and feed me, of course. And I will constantly, uh, every night, let's say, put on two shows. Yes? one One around lunch and one around dinner time. And if, by golly, by the end of this month, if this bar... And this tavern has not gone from being one of the seediest and saddest places in all of Podcastria to the talk of the town. I will leave, and I will leave you, Alexander, here, because, frankly, he's my least favorite.
0: So uh, all I have to do is just room and board, and you're going to send droves of people into here for me? They're going to pay me and make me rich, essentially?
1: I <laughs> guess I think you're starting to see what Matty can do for you.
0: Um, I mean, it seems like you lose out on this deal, but, you know, that's that's fine uh, uh, by me. Well,
1: well, what? Of, of course, at the end of this month, after you see what I can do, we can discuss moving forward. And perhaps then set up an arrangement of some sort that includes all of the, what I said before, and perhaps some gold as well. But, but, I, I understand that you need, perhaps, to see what I can do, and, uh, what I can, uh, Bring to you first So I, I don't I don't tend to be presumptive Of uh, any sort So uh, yes, is, does that sound Like the type of arrangement that you can uh, Get behind young Terence?
0: Um, I mean Yeah, I think so, I mean to be honest I think you've got a, uh, you know uh, The bar's been set pretty high with our cello player Over there, uh, I mean he's, he's pretty pretty uh, oh, oh,
1: don't, pretty don't, don't, don't I, You are wrong And your opinion is bad so i I mean no respect by that or disrespect, uh ah, well, either way both i think I think this is really the dawning of a new day for you, Terence and I think we can have quite the fruitful uh relationship uh moving forward so uh if you don't mind, is there a key to a room upstairs that is currently uh vacant i uh, would like to be able to give my mice uh, a little bit of a sleep before tonight's first performance.
0: Sure. I'll be right back. I climb down off the stool, drag it over to a different part behind the bar, climb back up, grab down a key, climb down, drag the bar the stool back over, while, climb while back you, up in front of you.
1: While doing all of that, I will have taken something from the sleeping orc's pocket. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then I
0: come back up and I'm like, alright, here's a,
1: a key. Well, uh, I thank you very much, Terrence. Uh, I will be upstairs, and uh, I will see you later for what will be surely the first of many great, great magical shows. I believe it when I see it. It's to your you.
0: job to kick out, uh, you know, Chris over there. That's his name? Cello. Cello, sure. C- cello Chris?
1: Chris Cello. Playing the cello. <laughs> Uh, I I will go deal with him Uh, but first I will put my bags down upstairs and you see now on the other side of the bar he just has tons of bags he has like five bags (laughs) that he is all just carrying and then walks upstairs
0: alright I don't see how he's going to be any better than the cello player but (laughs) whatever
1: Um, and scene scene yeah (laughs) alright I think I think that was fun Um, and then you perform your pants
0: off the next night and
1: yeah yeah well, and so, and now, again, now, what's, what's interesting and in, in, in engaging, for me at least, about this, is this is now, again, where the campaign starts. And this is where the hook comes in, and maybe the rest of the party that you're going to be playing with comes into this tavern, and he is performing there. And he is this performer yeah. now with his bar, and this is where he is, and he's trying to just lay low, and... Matt and I
0: promise you, there's someone in your group that wants to play that drunk orc to the right. (laughs) He he is. That's every campaign has a drunk character. So that right there is just a. There you go.
1: Yeah, yeah. Build off with him. and, And 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 like, yeah. I don't know. Okay, so not to be biased, but I think Maurice, Maddie, Ortega is the most fun character of the three we've made so far that I would like to play <laughs> that, okay. that I, I think would be just because there's, there's so many hooks and there's layers to it in the background, even just with like as far back as his family. Like, are they a more well-known winery now that potentially has more money and sway in some way? Like, cause now he looks like himself again. He looks like what they would expect him to look like. Do they bump into him? And that's a whole thing he's got to deal with. Or in all those bags, you know, he still has the same jester outfit because changelings can change their appearance, but not their clothes. So yeah. he has that same outfit, and if someone sees that and recognizes it, boom! There's a whole hook. And what hap- Ooh, Excuse me. What happens when Raven gets out of jail and now has to come find him? And like, yeah. And and like, it's it, it's a fun character to play because he goes from being super over the top and flamboyant to as soon as someone pulls on any one of those threads, he's going to re- recede back <laughs> and yeah. trying to hide again, and probably have to change what he looks like. And you can constantly keep playing with that. And I mean. this this persona that he was playing as Maddie is probably a little different than Maurice and would probably be a little different for every time he changes. I think he likes being in these different roles. I mean, that's the personality trait, right? Uh, Yeah. I can't just be one person. Um... And this is this would be great for the more seasoned D and D character who
0: creates a character, puts all this effort into it, and then three weeks later wants to play a different character.
1: <laughs> exactly, that happens so much in our current campaign. There are two players that are just so like, can you just kill me? I just want to yeah. re-roll a different character. I just, uh, I'm in this weird like, uh, I want to be something else, and like, yeah, I think Changeling kind of allows you to do that. And I mean, the whole thing too is, again, we're focused a lot on the story here. There's a lot of other fun, cool things about Changeling that you can play with and and use in actual like combat and different things. As well as Bard. Yeah. We didn't even go into the Bard College because it doesn't doesn't really matter all that much yeah. for, for this because we say as a jester he was a juggler but that doesn't mean he has to continue to juggle moving forward. Maybe he wants to get better at an instrument or maybe he wants to get better at doing stand-up because I've even seen builds uh, where they're a bard, and their magic is done through jokes. So they're mm-hmm. literally just throwing out jokes, and that's the magic. Um, so, like, yeah, there's what? What do you want that to be? What is his new performance? I, 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 I want to encourage people to take that and figure and build that out themselves. What is always. the new show? Like, use the mice still, but like, what is it? What are they doing? Like, oh,
0: yeah, we're, we always encourage people to take our characters and put them into a one shot or put them into a full fledged campaign. Um, if you do ever do that, as always, let us know the outcome. I would be super pumped to hear about any of our characters um, doing anything in someone's campaign as well as um, we're also open to any opinions. Uh, What did we get (laughs) right about this character? What did we get wrong? Um, You know, we're open to conversation dialogue. We'd love to talk about these characters.
1: Yeah. Because I mean, again, this is just one way to do it. Like I, we've even discussed if we wanted to, there's no way we could build the same character twice. Right. It, It just, it is impossible. So like, what 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 do you what would you have done differently in these decisions? How, like, would you have taken... Because even just one decision we could have made differently would have changed all of this, right? If, like, the Harpers are more good and not necessarily blackmailing him and he's excited about being a part of them, that completely changes all of this now. So, like, yeah. let us know what you would have done, what you would have think it would have been more fun. Uh, and also, I think art for this character is interesting because yeah. we've described... Two different, or three different, actually three different physical appearances: his changeling true form, his human, what he grew up as, and now is reverted back to as Maddie, um, and Maurice, this changeling or the the tiefling that is this flamboyant over the top, his Batman that he wants to be able to be again at some point. Um, so yeah, I, I think there's a fun. I mean, this is again me as not a skilled artist, <laughs> but a, a fun like triptych of three different images of that face all cut where one is each well, like the middle one's probably the changeling or I, I don't know uh, yeah but like i think that would be fun um and yeah i would i would be curious to see what you guys can do with that
0: yeah you can definitely try to uh make it all kind of one picture just displaying all three different characteristics um yeah. that would be awesome that would be super cool I'm not talented enough to do that. Um, (laughs)
1: Um, But but then then
0: finally, um, we're also open to suggestions of predetermined characteristics. If you've created a character and you like one or two things about it and you're unsure about the rest, send it our way. And um, we'll be happy to to, uh, dissect that for you and randomize some stuff and maybe give you some clarity on how you want to move forward with your character. Um, and then finally, we've got our social yeah. set up, so you can email us anything um, more long winded. Uh, whether like the email, in my opinion, would be where you would reach out to us and tell us about our character that you took into a world, or about a character yeah. you have questions on. Yeah. And that and that email is rngpcpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah. And then all of our social media handles for Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook are rng underscore pc.
1: Yes, and. Yeah, I mean, we're going to be back next week doing this again. Um, so if you have a suggestion, cool, send it your way, our way. If not, we're going we're gonna to just make it up and keep going. And while these are our characters now, we want you to take them and make them your own as well and have fun with them and just, just you know, keep having fun, right? I mean, that's thought. Just all. keep rolling, right? Yeah. Just, uh, that's Well, I think we're good for now. We're, we're good for the week. So, yeah, I think we're going we're gonna to head out. And you guys just keep rolling and keep playing. <laughs> keep rolling 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 rolling
0: <laughs> what <laughs> all right all right see everyone you next, see you next week guys yep stay safe out there